Good morning, my family. Merry Christmas. We want to welcome you into the house of God this morning. You know, as this morning as we light the candle of peace, today we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to continually help us abide in His love, right, and share that love that Christ came to give. Amen? Why don't we stand today together as we worship the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and Joyful, we adore thee. Joyful, joyful, we 
that he gives us, amen, that we spoke about this morning, to abide in his love and in his joy. Why don't you grab a hold of it this morning? Come on, sing it out with us.
don't know about you, family, but definitely needed that reminder who he is. He's still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Will you stand with us and continue to worship?
people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. And you will break the oppressor's rod. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word, for your son Jesus that you gave us as a gift, Lord God. Your word says, Lord God, that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that there are none righteous, not even one. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that the weight of our sin is overcome by the power of your love. We thank you, Lord God, that you want to be our counselor. Your word says, Lord, there's a way that seems right to man, but its end is in death. We've messed up our lives, Lord God. We need your counsel. So, Father, this room is filled with people, including myself, Lord God, that need your counsel in our life, Lord God, how to live our lives. And first and foremost, Lord God, that we might receive your Son as our Savior in our life, Lord God. You've knocked, Lord God, for 6,000 years on the doors of man's heart, and the doors have been closed, Lord God. For 6,000 years, you've knocked and you've knocked. And Father, we not only need a counselor, Lord God, but we need the Almighty God. You, we need you, Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth, has desired to come and journey with me, has desired to come and journey with each and every one of us. So, Father, that we would surrender our lives, Lord God, and we would allow you to be the Almighty God that you desire to be in our lives. Lord, we need a father. Every one of us have fathers earthly fathers, Lord God, but we need an everlasting father, one that'll never end, one that never runs out, a hope, Lord God, that you give that doesn't disappoint. And lastly, Lord God, we need your peace because we live in turmoil, Lord God. Our world is in turmoil. But Father, our world can never change until our homes do, Lord. So we pray that your peace, Lord God, that surpasses all understanding, that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, will fill us, Lord God, in this time, and not just this time, but tomorrow and next week and the year to come, Lord God, that we might be faithful, Lord God, to share your peace with those that we made and with those that we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You sing glory. Jesus Christ. 
We give you all of the glory. You deserve it all, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for the peace that has overcome us this morning, Lord, in this time of worship with you and one another. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. Merry Christmas. We want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and thank you for being with us this morning, my family. Why don't we welcome each other with a Merry Christmas hug? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, my family. Good morning. Merry Christmas once again, right? That never gets old. I don't get tired of saying it, and I hope you don't get tired of hearing it because you're going to hear it about another 20 times before you walk out the door today. We want to welcome you. Hey, church, we want, uh, if you're a first-time guest with us today, we want to welcome you. Welcome. Thank you so much for visiting us at New Beginnings Church where we just love, love, love Jesus. We do. I love me we some do. Jesus. Amen. We do. Wow, yeah, what a powerful time of worship, that second song, Oh Come, Let mm -hmm. Us Adore Him. Uh, you know, um, His name shall be Prince of Peace, yes. Mighty God, a Wonderful Counselor. You know, I just love it. Uh, church, my name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church. And my name is Lena. I'm a volunteer here at New Beginnings Church. We call you a worship leader. Oh, I am? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Put you up here, right? Come on, Lena. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right? <laughs> so, church... We want to welcome you. Those watching from home as well, we welcome yes. you as, uh, as part of our family here today. Uh, church, um, I, I don't want to take up too much time because, you know, we're all here. It's your favorite service. Lena. It is. I love yeah. this service. It is my favorite why? one of the year. Tell us because why. I love it when we do the candlelight ceremony because it is just so symbolic of Jesus coming down, being the light for our world, and then empowering each and every one of us yeah. one by one to go out and to continue to spread that light. And so when we start with one candle Amen. and it spreads out throughout the entire room, it is just so beautiful. It brings me to tears every it's, time. It's amazing. So it's, uh, I don't want to take up too much time from the beauty of this service. So we just want to catch you up on a couple of things. Church, as you were walking in, you received a little envelope from our greeters and our ushers. Mm -hmm. um, that's for our Christ birthday offering. Uh, every year, uh, for the next couple of weeks, you're going to be able to help us with a Christ birthday offering. Matter of fact, Lena and I were having this conversation yeah. between services because it's not just an additional offering or tithe to this body. Uh, what we do with that is the, um, we partner with the Christian Women's Connection of the Church of God. Um, and so what we do is every year we take up a special offering for Christ's birthday, and with that we help missions over and above what you and I already contribute to, right? Because we have missionaries around the world already that you and I give to every single week. But over and above that, to a bunch of other missions that we might not be involved with, but we want to with the Christ birthday offering. And so that's what you and I do. So if, if the Lord is tugging at your heart and saying, hey, prayfully consider, see how you can contribute to missions around the world, Christ birthday offering, amazing opportunity to do yeah. that. 
Amen. See, yeah. I, I wasn't sure, so I asked yeah. him in between dollar, services. Two dollars, it's yeah. okay. The drip will always fill the, fill bucket. the bucket. We say exactly. it all the time. So we thank you so much, church. I hope that the Lord is, is uh, will we'll speak to you on that and really That's right. be very generous. That's right. Amen. Okay? Amen. And next week, church, it's New Year's mm. Eve. Yes. And we happen to have one of their best uh, events that happens every month Love next it. week. And it's perfect time because it's it, it's the day before the New Year starts. We have our baptism service. Yes. Crowd yes. goes crazy. Yes. Oh, my Q. goodness. Is there a cue where it says, like, applause or something? Because I'm telling you, you guys <laughs> really need to get excited about that. Why? It, this is why. I want you to think of it like if you guys are going to this wedding. But there's, like, 15 or 20 people getting married mm-hmm. that day between this vertical, right, wedding that we talk about, right. which is baptism. And this is just an amazing time for people to come to, to light and come to life anew again and profess their, their faith publicly. And if you have not done so yet... I encourage you, church, really pray about the next step of your faith. If you mm-hmm. have not yet been baptized, does it mean we can't get into heaven if we're not baptized? No. But it's been mandated for us to do as Christ did, and he was baptized before he went and did his three and a half years of, of missionary right. work, of, of gospel work. So right. we want to be just like Christ. And so you and I have been ordained and uh, mandated to be baptized. So I really encourage you, Lord, is this the next step for me? Mm-hmm. then I encourage you to do that. And a ways to sign up, uh, we'll have a QR code for you here in a little bit where you can where you can sign up and connect with the front offices. Maybe it's for that. Maybe you want to dedicate a child in February or March. You can go ahead and do that. Uh, maybe you want to connect with us at the front office. That's the greatest app in the entire world. It is. It is. Even better than Facebook. It, it is. Honestly, I like going to the app because that's where I find all the announcements that, you know, I miss. Yeah. Even when I'm sitting in service, I That's sometimes right. I miss, I don't know I what miss it is. some. So. Speaking of that, Lena, thank you. Perfect segue <laughs> into this. Today, our Christmas Eve service, right? Um, there is no service tonight, although we've been talking about it for about 97 days. <laughs> okay? We still get the phone calls. Are we having service tonight? No. No, we're not, family. No service tonight. Just our regular 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock services. Uh, and, right. uh, and tonight, you get to... Enjoy those tamales, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. pozol, yeah. right, with oh, the yeah. people that you love. Uh, and so we encourage you to do that and spend some time with family tonight uh, because next week we're also going to have our regular time services at 9 and 11 for New Year's Eve. That's right. So don't forget about that, okay, church? That's right. And uh, talking about other services, Lena, we have our special remembrance service on Wednesday. Tell us, what's going on with that one? That's right. We have our... Memorial service this this Wednesday night. It's going to be at the same time, 7 p.m. And we're going to have some tables set up right here in front of the stage. And what you can do is what we want you to do and what we encourage you to do is if, church, you have lost a loved one this year, even in the past, that has just been weighing really heavily on your heart lately. I know the holidays, they can become a very lonely time. It's a joyous time, but it can, it can also be a really lonely time of the year because you really start to miss those loved ones that you used to be with on during this time and so we just encourage you bring a five by seven photo we'll have these tables set up here you can come 6 30 around six, that time six, and 6 30 be great yeah and start yeah. setting up your photos here and it's not going to be an altar by any means it's just a way to memorialize the people that we have lost right and to remember them and what's going to happen during the service pastor uh, so, so that service full of hope right of, of promise of hope of comfort mm-hmm. and of peace 
pastor will, of course, bring his message of comfort and peace and to honor those who have gone before us. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's what you can expect. Of course, always a great time of worship. You've experienced it this morning. Same thing happens on Wednesday nights. So if you don't come on Wednesday nights, I'm telling you, family, you have to come on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's, it's also an amazing service. But it's just going to be a great time of paying honor and memoriam to those that have gone before us. So please do that. Please do that. You know, just I bring a little like three by five or a little five by seven only because I, I like to leave room for, you know, there's a couple hundred pictures that are up here. So, yeah, I've you know, seen the smaller them. ones are probably a little bit better. Uh, but memorialize somebody. We, we love to have this service once a year. So this year I'm memorializing one of my uncles that passed away yeah. a few years ago, probably about 12 years ago. Uh, and I'm going to memorialize him. Last year, I had another family member. So, you know, I just like to bring one, not, not 20, because um, I do like to bring some, some, leave some room for others. But church, I encourage you to please participate in that and bring somebody that you know needs that hope as well. That's Always right. a great opportunity for you to invite others in your life. That's right. It is. Yeah. It is. So church, this uh, QR code that's behind me will allow you to connect with us, download that app that we we're talking about. Maybe mm -hmm. you want to follow along with sermon notes today. They're in there. Maybe you want to link to our Spotify or our podcasting. You can link it there, or maybe our YouTube, our archive messages, our announcements that you always miss, Lena. Listen, listen. So church, this app, amazing <laughs> app where you can connect with us. Uh, church, keep in touch what's going on with, with right. New Beginnings and the life of what you and I do, and, and then never lose the opportunity. What's the most That's important right. piece about that app, Lena? I love this app because there is a little heart right in the middle that says give. So every Sunday, yeah. I, pull, I pull out my phone, I pull up the app, and I sure. press that little heart so that I can do my duty of giving, not just to this church, but giving that 10% to the Lord, giving, giving my best share of the crops to Amen. the Lord. And so it just makes it easy, it's simple, it's like three clicks, and there we go. Amen. We've talked about so much of what we're doing in this community church. Mm -hmm. Let me, one more thing that I forgot, I failed to mention, I'm sorry. I, and, only because I really want to celebrate this church. If you weren't here last week to talk about the impact that you and I made mm -hmm. for Christmas, uh, over 100, 104 yeah. Christmas yeah. baskets and food baskets that we gave out last yeah. week, a week ago yesterday. Because of your generosity and your, your faithful obedience to the tithe, 104 families are going to be able to have dinner either tonight or tomorrow with their Amen. loved ones because of what you and I are doing. That's the love of Christ that you and I Amen. reach out into the community. Right, and, and we show the love of Christ. That's what you and I do. And so, if you want to participate, and you say, "I want, I want some," I, the Lord has been talking to you about getting a little more involved and tugging at your heart about the tithe. I know it's a difficult thing to do, and you're like, "I don't get it." Well, guess what? The Lord says, "It's okay. You don't have to get it. Just you just have to listen to me. That's all you have to do. You just have to listen to me." Church, the ways to give digitally, you can give via our app, our mm -hmm. website, or even through text messaging, or you can always get a, an envelope in the back. And put your, your tithe in that envelope and drop it off at one of the tithing boxes in the entryways of this sanctuary. Amen? Amen. Church, one more time that what you're going to hear from me at least and Manny. Ready? One, two, three. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We love you, church. <laughs> Thank you for your obedience to the tithe. Thank you for what we've done this year. It's just been an amazing year. I want to uh, have you turn your attention to the screens. See this box? This is a gift. For the whole family. You see, we are a Christmas decorations right after Thanksgiving dinner type of family. As soon as the stuffing is in the Tupperware, boom, we are setting out ornaments and lights. And truth be told, 
the lights stay out till mid-January at a minimum. Now, that may be because we just love the Christmas atmosphere and the Christmas spirit, or we're just lazy. I mean, we were devoted to the tradition of it, to the routine of it. I think in our hearts we just got lazy. We have this tradition where every Christmas we would all set up the nativity scene, and we'd set it out diligently, routinely. It was almost as if we were just trying to get through that next hurdle so we could watch our Christmas movies. So I had this idea. That's right. I stole baby Jesus. I plucked him right out of there. I started doing this about four years ago. I wanted him to mean something when he was in the manger. Now I know what you're thinking. What? Why would a sane man hide the baby Jesus during Christmas? And I think therein lies the problem. A, I'm not that sane. And B, for me, Jesus was becoming just another ornament. And I just didn't want him to be that anymore. I wish you could have been there that very first year. It was Bedlam. baby Jesus's whereabouts was on the forefront of everyone's minds. And then before you know it, I started throwing out these little ransom notes. And then people were, they were searching for clues. And, and every night at dinner table, they would come up with these new theories. For three weeks straight, our house was cloaked in conspiracy. Now, I may not be the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree, but I do know, and I was raised to know, that the most important thing about Christmas is to seek Christ. And that's why I hide the baby Jesus. My kids, they've gotten so into this. Two years ago, they made shirts that said, uh, keep calm and find Jesus. And last year, last year they made a Facebook and they posted everything on it. <laughs> you want to know where I hid baby Jesus this year? I hid him in our flower bed. Yep, give him a little ransom note. Their last clue was this, Ephesians 5.2. And walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The fragrant offering part kind of confused my little one. She kept trying to look for him in the bathroom. Anyway, it took them a while, but they finally found him. got it. So, I have to go back out and hide him again. Because we will not open this gift until Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Eve, we'll turn off the phones and the TVs. And I'll just be He came into the world quietly, and I just want my family to absorb this. And then we will open up this gift, this amazing God-breathed 
prophecy-filled gift. And we will sit around as a family and we will talk about why Jesus was the greatest Christmas gift ever. Amen. Pretty awesome videos speak pretty powerfully to us, don't they? Youth, we're keeping you in here today, so if you're wondering why we haven't dismissed you, we want you to be with your family as we celebrate Christmas and we uh, celebrate with communion and also the candlelight service. Guys, um, this is an amazing time, a time where a lot of people uh, come in for the holidays. A lot of you have introduced me to your family uh, today, families that have come home. Uh, we didn't know our family was coming home. I have a, we, my wife and I have two children. We have a son that lives in Florida and a, a daughter that lives in El Paso. And uh, we didn't know they were coming in. And uh, my son calls me on the phone. He goes, hey, are you guys home? I go, yeah. He goes, I've been ringing the doorbell. And I go, oh, I was very biblical. There's no room at the inn. <laughs> so, vamonos, you know. So, I'm like, man, it was a big surprise. And to see our granddaughter, and, and my daughter wasn't supposed to come in, and she came in. And so it's been a, been a fun time. And I've gotten to meet a lot of you, and you, and you don't understand how proud your mom and dads are, okay? That's why they're going, I want you to meet the pastor. This is my son. And they're like, oh, come on, mom, you know. And, and so they go along with the mom. I get their cheeks and go, oh, you're just so cute. Sorry, your mom asked me to do that. I know you're 50 years old, but hey, that's what your mom asked me to do. Hey, uh, but you know what? I, I heard this. I hope you get everything you want for Christmas. Um, I hope you come home to Christmas. Um, because home is where we find such amazing things. There was a little boy that wanted a bicycle really, really bad for Christmas. And he had not been good at all. And he goes, Mom, I really want a bike. And she goes, you're not going to get anything. You've been a really brat all year. Mom, I want a bike so bad. I want a bike. 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 And Mijo, you're not going to get a bike. And so he went to church. And he prayed. And he goes, you know, Lord, they say if you pray for anything in your name, it'll be given to you. So, Lord, I would really like to have a bike. And, um, and you know, his mom overheard him and said, son, you're not going to get a bike. So when he got home, uh, the pastor had overheard him, and the pastor saw that there was a note left, very much like that nativity, but Mary was gone. The statue of Mary was gone. He's like, wow, that's odd. And he gets the note, and it's a little boy and he says, dear Jesus, if you want your mother back, get me a bike. <laughs> I was like, man, some people will go to all extent to get what they want. But you know what? We want you to come home for Christmas. Just at, at home, you find a lot of loving things. At, at home, when you come home to God, uh, come home to God, you come home to God's love and forgiveness. You see... God is love, and he displayed his love to us by becoming a human being, and he sent himself 
in the form of his son to take the form of human nature, human man, so that he could communicate to us so that we could really understand how we could get to heaven and what that's all about. And in Christ, you find love. God is love. And it's really amazing because in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 39, there's a passage there that says, no power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's saying there's nothing that can separate us from God's love. Now, you can walk away if you want. I don't know why you would want to walk away, but you can. But nothing's going to be able to pull you apart from him. Nothing's going to be able to separate you. Once you are God, you are God's. Unless you choose to walk away, he, he gives you. He, we're not puppets. And he says, I'll let you go. But, but he's saying, don't you understand? In me, you find love. And nothing's going to separate your love. Because if you get convinced by the devil that you're not loved, then you're rejecting God because God is love. And if you really want to love someone deep, come to know the Lord. Because once you get God, then you know how to really love. Otherwise, you're just giving human love. And human love is, is superficial. Human love is conditional. You know, I love you. If, if you be a good boy, I'll love you. If you be a good boy, if you take out the trash, I'll love you. If you make tortillas, I'll love you. If, if you, you know, whatever. And, and we have conditions. God doesn't have conditions. And he gives us his love. And God is love. And nothing can separate you from that because God loved you before you even loved him. He knew you even before you knew him. God is amazing, and he overwhelms us with his goodness and his presence. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Therefore, go and give this message to New Mexico. I mean, to Israel. But he says, give it to New Mexico. This is what the Lord says. Oh, New Mexico, oh, Albuquerque, oh, Bernalillo County, Sandoval County, Valencia County, or whatever county you might be from. He says, oh, Israel, my faithless people, come home to me again. Come home to me again, for I am merciful, and I will not be angry with you forever. God is inviting us back home. He's saying, come home, come home, come home, come home. Earlier this week, I got a phone call, and there's a guy that his life was very, very messed up years back and just didn't have the trust of his parents anymore, didn't have the trust of his loved ones and his family. And he came to know the Lord, and his life's been transformed completely, yet he's still estranged from his family. And he goes, Pastor, I really wish... I could talk to my family, and I go, you know what? Right now, we're going to pray, but I'm going to tell you what to do. I, I, I want you to text them. I go, text your mom and your dad and say, I want you all to know how much I love and miss you. And I want you to know that I've come to know Jesus, and he's transformed my life, and I'm not the same anymore. And Jesus showed me how much pain I caused and I'm so incredibly sorry. Mom and Dad, would you forgive me? And I come home. 
he called me yesterday. Pastor, guess where I'm at? I'm with my mom and dad and my family. They let me come home to love and forgiveness. And I was like, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is restoring. He's in the restoration business. God restores our lives. And and when you come to him, you come to his love. You can't know his love. And his love is from everlasting to everlasting. His forgiveness is from everlasting to everlasting. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, it says, God showed us how much he loved us. And this is how much God loves us. And it says that he showed us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. So he's saying, this is real love. I loved you before you even formed. I love you before you even knew me. I loved you. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Aren't you glad God has loved us so much that he gave us a way to get our life back and right? To come home and get love and forgiveness? Thank you, Jesus. Another thing he gives us, is he says, come home to God's peace and strength. Peace and strength. I was looking at that video, and I leaned over to Cindy, and I go, now read this video, because I had already seen it first service, and I said, this video is talking about when Jesus came to the world, but it's very appropriate for right now. It said he came to a world of political turmoil, My goodness, it's a mess now here in the United States with politics. If you don't want someone to stay at your house for Christmas, just say, Biden, Trump, Trump, Biden. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. My gosh, you can't even bring up stuff anymore. Families are torn apart. They don't want to talk about it. I can't even enjoy their tamal. Like, man, I can't even. Mom, I'm going to take it to go. <laughs> but I'm all kidding aside, it's like political turmoil. It said religious unrest. People are seeking God so much right now. But man, it's like, I'm a Christian. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Buddhist. Well, I'm a Muslim. Well, I'm, 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 oh my gosh, all this tension, all this, you can't even talk about anything anymore without getting into some kind of argument. It said right there, with, with challenging times, times of confusion. Right now, they said that they're not going to have Christmas in the Gaza because of the war going on. The guy in China I, I just, just left, his name left me. Anyway, the dictator of China said he banned Christmas. Uh, you can ban it all you want, buddy. Jesus Christ is risen. Cre- Jesus Christ was born. We are celebrating his first coming, the Advent. You could ban it all you want, but guess what, baby? We're celebrating it here, and there's Christians in China celebrating it there. 
Because Jesus Christ has come to be the wonderful counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace. Goodness gracious, who doesn't want peace? Man, Jesus invites us to his presence, his peace. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 29, then Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary. That means exhausted. That means you, you just can't anymore. And he goes, you're weary and you're carrying these heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He goes, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble. God is such a humble God. And come in there saying, I am God, move over. Oh, he comes in gently, so gentle. He goes, and gentle at heart, and you will find rest in your soul. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden that I give is light. In other words, he takes the load off, and what he does give you to carry, you're like, really, that's all I have to carry? He goes, yep, just me, that's all. Just carry me, and I'll take care of the rest. Gives you peace. Who doesn't want peace right now? Look, kids don't understand this. When your adult children, dad, mom, what do you want for Christmas? You go, just peace and quiet. They don't understand. Look, if you have kids that are in school, what are you doing? You're not counting the days of Christmas. You're counting the days when they go back to school. No offense, kids. We love you. You know, your mom and dad really love you. But they really love school, too. But no, I'm kidding aside. Look, in the book of Isaiah, Brother David Gonzalez read out of Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 9. Here we are in the darkness, and, and Christ came. But look, in verse chapter 40, verse 29, he says, he, meaning God, gives power to the weak. Some of you are weak, you're broken, you're hurting. He gives you power and strength to the powerless. Look, some of you, your burden is so heavy, you're, you're, you're weary, you've had a horrible year. It, it hasn't been a good year. You're, you're celebrating Christmas for the first time as a single man or a single woman because your wife or husband left you. You're spending Christmas as a single man or a single woman because your husband or wife passed away and went to heaven. You're, you're spending Christmas with an empty chair because someone you love is not there. You're in the presence of God, and you're happy about that, but you're really sad here. You're, you're going, and you're sick, and you're saying, God, thank you that I've, I've lived this far. Let me make it through the whole year, Lord. I, I want to close out this year, and before I die, I mean, you're, you're weary. You're going through some heavy stuff. There's people in our congregation that are going through stuff that you wouldn't even believe. There's people in our congregation that have lost five or six people in one year. There's people in our congregation that are going through bankruptcy. There's people that are going through chronic illness. There's people that are fighting for their life as I speak. They're going through a lot of stuff right now. But he says, I give you power. I give you power. See, when we are weak, he is strong. He gives us power. He gives power to the weak, and he gives strength to the powerless. 
It's like, I can't anymore. God, I can't, I can't. And he goes, I can. And that's why he says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, through Christ who empowers me, through Christ who envelops me. He's the one that lifts me up. You see, in the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 11, he says, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all of his glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Joy. Joy unspeakable. And you know why he says filled with joy? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when you have joy, you have strength. He's not saying filled with happiness. Sometimes you're not even happy, but you have joy. Joy means I know that God is with me even though everything's falling apart around me. I know that God's carrying me even though everything just fell apart. <clears throat> I know that God's holding it together when everyone else isn't. I have joy. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 24, he says, you can go to bed without fear. Let's just stop there. Can you imagine going to bed without fear? Some of you men, okay, you get ready to, okay, you lock up the house, you put the deadbolt, then you put the little chain, then you put the knob, and then you put the bar across the house, and then your husband's there, babe, I was throwing the trash, let me in. And you got the baseball bat and the gun. <laughs> babe, it's me. Don't shoot, you know, because fear has gripped you. Because you live in New Mexico, you live in Albuquerque, you live in Bernalillo County, where violence has been high, and, and you're filled with fear. The biggest shopping day of the year, Black Friday, the day right after Thanksgiving, and Coronado Mall was packed, and they were so excited. The vendors were like, man, we this it's the highest-yielding day of the year for people, stores to sell. And what happens? Some kid gets a gun and shoots a bullet off and chaos and they empty and they close down the mall. When they make the most money, that's what they do for a living and they, it was horrible. Now people are like, do we even go shopping? We'll just have it delivered. We'll just have it delivered. I don't want to go to the groceries, I'll have it delivered. I don't want to go, man, Amazon, Walmart, whoever could bring it, bring it. Because people are full of fear. But he says, you can go to bed without fear, and you will lie down and sleep soundly. When's the last time you slept soundly? When's the last time you really slept through the night? Man, this is the best sleeping pill you could take, Proverbs 3.24. And then followed up with the second pill, Proverbs 25, 3.25. He goes, because you need not be afraid of sudden disaster. Why, what if we get a tornado? I've lived here 41 years, and we've only had one tornado. We don't, this isn't Tornado Alley. Eve, but what if we get a flood? The Rio Grande doesn't even have water. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't flood here. People get all freaked out over weird stuff. It says, or or you. You won't be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes from the wicked. God will give you peace, an internal peace, 
a peace that surpasses, it says, all understanding, meaning no matter what you could think of, it's greater than that. No matter what's the greatest moment of peace you've ever had, it's greater than that. It's peace, unspeakable and full of glory. And that's what he says. And then he says, don't just come home to God's love and forgiveness. Don't just come home to God's peace and strength. But come home to God's hope and joy. Hope. Hope, knowing, man, we're going to make it. We're going to get through this. Some of you didn't have much of a Christmas as far as gifts under the tree. It's not about gifts under the tree. Someone asked me, what's better, getting gifts or what? And I go, you know what? Every gift has Jesus in it, and every giver has Jesus in it. It's, it's the person that's giving that love. And so even if you don't get anything, you have the love of that person. Celebrate that. That's why us Hispanics, we give tamales. We have something to unwrap. I know you've heard that before, but I just think it's so fun. We're going to have tamales after church, man. We, we, we have eight dozen. A family I know, 30, you said? 30 dozen tamales. And it's only four of them. <laughs> no, but man, but the traditions, traditions, coming home, the hope, the joy. Many of you have had children come home. Pastor Eddie and his wife, one of their sons moved to Florida along with my son, and he works with him, and he came up today, and he goes, hey, Pastor, and I'm like, Eddie, boy, man, and I'm like, God, he's a grown man, he's 50 years old, I still call him Eddie, boy, but, but it was just such a joy to see him, you see, we have hope, God gives us hope, he gives us promise, he gives us something to look forward to in the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 13, he goes, I pray to God that the source of hope, I pray to God, I pray to that God, the very source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope. Now, once you have joy and peace, We've got hope, man. I'm going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has comforted me, has reassured me. We're going to get through this. I know you're having some difficult times. Some of you have been taken advantage of. And some of you have been swindled out of money. Some of you have been just tossed and turned and just treated horribly. But our God is saying, you're going to get through this. The hope of the Lord is there for us and there for us and to us. In the book of Jeremiah 31, verse 16 and 17, he goes, but now this is what the Lord says. Do not weep any longer. And you just see the Lord holding you like a baby. Don't weep anymore, mijo. Don't weep anymore, baby. Come on, sweetie. Don't weep any longer. 
for I will reward you, says the Lord. Your children, listen, your children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy. Some of you, your children have strayed away. They've walked away from the faith. They've walked away from your family. They've walked away from church. But right now, in the name of Jesus, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for our children. We pray to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. Bring our children home, God. Those that have walked away from you, those that have walked away from us, those that have walked away from the joy of the Lord, those that have walked away from the things of God, bring them back, Lord God. Bring them back and give them a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Bring them back home where they belong in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's finish that scripture. He goes, there is hope for your future, says the Lord. Your children will come again to their own land. Man, it's going to be awesome. You're going to see your kids and you're going to go, God answered prayer. Before I died, God answered prayer. We're having baptisms next Sunday. Oh, son, get baptized before I die. But because you came to Jesus. Get baptized before I die because you came to Jesus, my daughter. Man, God is so wonderful. Look what he says in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved, hear that, undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to the sharing of God's glory. Man, we're going to share his glory. That's what Christmas is all about. He left heaven and he came and took the form of man. He was born in a manger. He was born there in a stable. They wrapped him up in swaddling clothes tightly and placed him in that manger. For us. For us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, he says, For God says, at just the right time, say right time, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Is when? Now. Today is the day of salvation. And if you don't know Jesus, I invite you to come home to Jesus. I invite you to surrender your life to him today. I invite you to surrender your life and say, Lord Jesus, I've been running, or man, I, I stepped away and I, I want to come back. I really messed up. Would you give your life to the Lord today? If you've never done that before, I invite you to come up right now. Come right up here, and we're going to pray with you. If you've never given your life to Jesus, come on up, and we're going to just ask Jesus to give you a new life. There's plenty of time. Come up. Come up right now. If you've never given your life to Jesus,
Amen. But right now, you're going to talk to Pastor Eddie. And then, okay? And right afterwards, you can come back. All right? So, Father, just pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me my sins. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. I want to live for you the rest of my life. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's Pastor Eddie. He's got some stuff for you. We're taking communion. And as you get your elements ready, you're going to pick them up on the way out. If not, our ushers are there. But Jesus Christ left then free heaven to come to this godless earth where people were living out of control. And he was born in a stable. And they put him in a manger with all the slop and all the filth of the animals eating from there. And that was very representative of our world. Here this perfect baby, flawless child, wrapped in swaddling clothes, this clean, beautiful baby placed in the middle of this filthy, filthy manger representing our life and our world. And in the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks and said, take this, all of you need it. This is my body. You see, he gave up his body. He went from the manger to the cross. And it's an empty cross because he's resurrected. And he now sits at the right hand of the Father. So Lord, thank you so much for this beautiful time. We celebrate your first coming, Lord. That's what Advent is. The coming of our King, the coming of Jesus Christ, the Savior. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. We thank you for all that you've done and how you've forgiven our sins. Through the body of Christ, you made of the bread. He then took the cup. He gave thanks, giving it to his disciples and saying, this is my blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Thank you, Lord, that because you shed your blood, we've been made whiter than snow. We celebrate Christmas today, Lord, by welcoming you into our life and into our home. This is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have been forgiven. You may drink of the cup. As Pastor Mike sings this song, I want you to reflect on what God has done and what God is doing. Reflect on the sermon and how it ministered to you. Let him speak to you right now. You know, church, I know we're used to standing up for worship, but as we remain seated, why don't you just bow your head 
reflect on this year. Reflect on what the Lord has done for you, the miracles he's brought you through, those tough times he's brought you through. And what we just did was take communion. Let his peace just overwhelm you this morning. Praise His holy 
Glory to God. Glory to God. David read it earlier. He said, into the darkness, the light came. Could I please have any one of our board members? Most of them were here for service, but if Ethel Maharg or David Gonzalez or Rosanna's here, please make your way up. I'd like to ask any one of our ministers of the Church of God might be here. I know Pastor Eddie's with family, but the minute he gets there, can you guys send him over here? And then Tomas is here, the director of Frontline Resurrection Ministries. Would you make your way up? I don't know if uh, anyone from UHC, if Chris or Sonia's here, but uh, they were here for a service. But we're celebrating Jesus Christ. Celebrating the Lord, we've lit we've lit four candles representing love, joy, peace, and hope. All the things found in our Lord, all the things found in Christ Jesus. Today, I light the Christ candle. the perfect completion of our Heavenly Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I'll light my candle because Jesus says that he not only is the light of the world, but now he says we are. And we're supposed to go out and light this world and illuminate it for Christ. Can you shut off the lights, please? This candle represents Jesus Christ. You and I might be the only Jesus that people will ever see. So Tomas... God bless you. Go and bless others. David, God bless you. Go and bless others. Cindy, God bless you. Go and bless others. Michael, God bless you. Go and bless others. Please don't Get a lighter out and light your own candle because we want you to light it from the candle of the Lord. If your light has been illuminated and your life has been illuminated by King Jesus, the light of the world. So we want to celebrate his goodness and his mercy. We want to celebrate his love. We want to celebrate all that he is. I want you to think of the things we talked about. As you sit there, I want you to think and remain seated for right now. And as you sit there, I want you to think of God's love and forgiveness. And ask him who 
you need to go show love and forgiveness too. Ask him who in your family maybe or someone at work, someone at school, someone in your community that you need to love and forgive. That you need to extend that love and forgiveness to. Think of someone that you need to come home and share love and peace and strength to. That they're broken and they're in need. You need to give them peace and strength. Walk alongside of them and encourage them. And then ask God who you need to give hope to. Hope and joy. Say, God, let me please show the world who you are. Now would you stand to your feet? Not every candle's lit yet. We understand, and we're going to wait for you. Don't worry. Those of you at home, thank you for joining us. If you have any candles, why don't you light some there too? But I want you to meditate on this candle, and I want you to see where you are. Say, God, do I have the love of God, and do I live it out? Do I have, Father God, Forgiveness, and do I extend it? Father, do I have peace? Do I need it? Do I have strength so I can share it? Father, do I exemplify hope and joy that I might live it? So, Father, thank you. Would you say this prayer with me? as you raise your candle up to the heavens. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and everything you've given me. I'm thinking of people I know that I need to love and forgive. I'm lifting them up to you so you could prepare the road that I have to take. I lift up every person that has passed away that I'm thinking of and asking that you hold them. Whisper into their ear. Tell them I love them. And we miss them terribly. And we'll see them soon. Father, I pray that you fill our home with hope, joy, peace, and strength by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now lift up whatever prayer you have unto the Lord. Lord, we lift up every one of these prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we pray that you not only hear our heart, but now you pour into our life and that we could hear your voice. Comfort us, Lord. Minister to us. Show us the plans you have for us. Lord, we thank you and pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people said, amen. Merry Christmas, church. We love you. Say, Merry Christmas, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You can blow out your candle.
Make sure you take this home with you. I don't mean the candle, I mean the message. <laughs> if you want to take the candle home, you're welcome to do that, but there's some pouches on the way out. Don't forget the Christ's birthday offering. It's a very special offering that we take. They gave you an envelope on the way in. Use that envelope or you could give online and just go to where it says Christ's birthday offering. We love you, church. Merry Christmas and hope to see you on Wednesday. Enjoy your family. Be careful. God bless you.